Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. How are you? Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Admirals, of course, had a great time out at Summerfest. They're going to have a great time out at State Fair as well. Look for them in the Expo building, as always. Looking forward to that. So, we've been talking about this Brewers trade deadline and all this nonsense about, oh, they need bats. Got to go get a bat. Then it was... Yesterday, well, Bob Nightingale says that they're open for business on Josh Hader. And we had that conversation. All right. I'm not going to talk about either one of those. Okay? But we are going to talk about Brewers and trade deadline. Because I had an interesting thought earlier today. And maybe others have had the thought already, and I'm behind uh, catching up with everybody else uh, that listens to the program. Uh, but it, it, it clicked in my brain this morning. I'm looking at MLBTradeRumors.com, which if you never go to the site, it's a great site. So go to MLBTradeRumors.com. I don't know. When we get to this time of year, probably like three, four, five times a day just to see, make sure I'm not missing anything that's floating out and around. Um, but uh, and on the site, uh, the lead story at that time, no longer, but at that point was Luis Castillo drawing widespread interest. Red's not close on any deal. Now, according to Jim Bowden of The Athletic, the Reds aren't close to any trades as of this morning, who adds that, quote, most contending clubs have checked in on Cincinnati. That includes both the Cardinals and the Mariners, who have not been prominently linked to Castillo until this point, but who both make logical sense as a potential landing spot for Luis Castillo. And the idea behind making a move for uh, a Luis Castillo is really quite simple. You are going to put yourself in a position to possibly dominate the opposing offense when you get to the postseason. Burns, Woodruff, Peralta. Very good. Well, when right and healthy, right? And we don't know what Ferretti Peralta will look like when he comes back from his injury, but he will be back by the postseason by all accounts. I think I saw a quote the other day. He said he's ready to pitch right now. Uh, but obviously, they're going to take him to his their time with him. So, if you were to trade and give up prospects, your prospects, okay, or a couple of major league guys and prospects, whatever the case may be, if you're going to go make this deal, say it's uh, maybe they like Urias, right? Maybe it's Urias... Uh, and it's a, a couple of your pitching prospects that are going back the other way. Maybe it's Ethan Small, Urias, um, and another prospect, something along those lines. Let's say that's something along those lines. I don't even know if that would be good enough. That may not even be good enough, but I'm just going to just throw that out there as a starting point. Okay. And now all of a sudden, you have 
Castillo in the place of, say, Adrian Hauser. We'll use him uh, for the rest of the season. So now it's Burns, Woodruff, Castillo, and Peralta as your top four with Eric Lauer as your five. Now you get to the postseason. In some situations, you're only going to use three starting pitchers. In others, maybe you'll use a fourth starting pitcher. In both of those scenarios, this works beautifully. Freddy Peralta has worked out of the bullpen in his career. He's done it. He's been there. He's been through it. And did it well, oh, by the way. So if you decide in a playoff series to go with just three starting pitchers of Burns, Woodruff, and Castillo, and now Peralta can be in that bullpen with Ashby, with Boxberger, with Williams, with Josh Hader, and that's your bullpen, you are set in the playoffs if that's the way you want to go. And if you don't want to do that and you want to go with four starting pitchers and those four are, four are Burns, Woodruff, Castillo, and Peralta, again, you are set in that regard as well. You then have four legitimate frontline pitchers that many teams are not going to be able to match up with you pitcher versus pitcher in the playoffs. The Dodgers, they've already had preliminary talks about getting Castillo. So you know all of these teams are going to be looking to go get this stud pitcher to add to their rotation. To this point, we have not had any discussion about adding another pitcher to this rotation. Not a single one. How about this for Castillo? It's not a rental. Nope. He's under team control one last year of arbitration in 2023. So you'd have him for the rest of this year and you have him for the rest of next year, which now means in 2023, those four that I talked about are still your front four for an entire season. You then can move Lauer or Hauser or whatever you want to do in the offseason. Don't need both of those guys back. Also, if you determine with those four, we feel even better about our chances about getting to a World Series. Now maybe you change your mind and you do hold on to Josh Hader. Or maybe because you have four studs at the front, maybe that now makes you feel a little bit more comfortable about moving a Josh Hader, recouping some of what you lost in the Castillo deal to go along with it, signing a Robertson or somebody that's out there as a, as a free agent, like the Cubs did, having Williams and Boxberger still be in that back of that pen with whatever veteran you signed at the back of the pen for next year, and moving forward. Because again, there just aren't any outstanding, great bats that are out there right now at the trade deadline. So why not flip the script and go after a stud pitcher? The guy that everybody wants. If you get him, the Dodgers don't. If you get him, the Cardinals don't. Simple. It's not that hard to understand. Now, I don't, I haven't seen if the Braves are in, but if you get him, the Braves don't if they're going after him. The Mets have inquired. Do you why would the Mets need him? They had Scherzer and DeGrom. Why the hell would they need? Castillo at this point. You know who else so is checking in on him? they're going for the kill, too. You know who else is checking in on him? Like every contender in baseball. The Orioles. That's oh, insane. The Orioles? The Orioles. Where did you see that? A lot of tweets saying that they've had preliminary discussions about them. I'm just, I'm looking at the thread. It's just a search of Luis Castillo, and I've seen, Orioles? among other teams, like second, the yeah. Dodgers, what am I the Mets... What what am I missing? He's not from there, right? No. So why would the Orioles be involved in this? Only reason I can think of is they're suddenly almost 500 in that crowded AF, er, AFC, AL East. They're 18 and a half games out of first place. Where are they for the wild card? Isn't, aren't they about they're four? All, they're two out of the wild card. Ah, okay. They're two games out of the wild card. So the Orioles are still in it, mm-hmm. I guess. That would definitely help Baltimore. That would that would be Baltimore's CC Sabathia deal like the Brewers made years ago. That's what it would be. Haven't been in the playoffs forever, trying to make that late push to go get that guy, giving up a bunch of top end guys, whether you're Crown Jewel, whoever that may be, Matt Laporta for the Brewers then, who was nothing and retired early. Uh, 
So maybe that would make sense. Trying to sneak in as a wild card. Right now, uh, it's Boston and Tampa Bay out in front there uh, with those wild cards. And then Seattle, Toronto, Cleveland, Baltimore, White Sox three back in the wild card race, Texas three and a half back uh, in the wild card race at this point. So Cleveland, the first team out, four in, Red Sox, Rays, Mariners, Blue Jays. So this is the question, nice and simple. If you're the Brewers, would you make a push to try and go get Luis Castile? Would would you go get the stud pitcher versus worrying about the bats? Now knowing it's going to cost you a bunch because he's not a rental and you have him all of next year. Would you make the push to try and go get him? So, like I said, these other teams at the top, the Braves, the Padres, the Cardinals, these type of teams, Dodgers are in. Don't get them. You get them, they don't get them, and you have them for all of next year on top of it. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. What say you, Adam Roberts? Well, based on the numbers, I'm a little mixed. I mean, everyone likes to go with war as the leading statistic, especially when it comes to pitchers. Uh, his last uh, couple of years have been fine. Right now it's 2.7, according to baseball reference. For reference, no pun intended, Hauser right now, minus 0.6. So read into that what you will. Yeah, Adrian Hauser hasn't been pitching well. And to your point, this does feel like if they were to do something like this, it would very much be a, we have him, so you all don't. Correct, but it's also a... We know what the market is for bats. There's nothing great. And if you look at runs scored and some of the other metrics offensively, they're not as bad as what it appears to us fans looking at with the eye test. And they always say pitching and defense, pitching and defense. That's what they say wins championships in Major League Baseball, pitching and defense. Now, you can use the Atlanta Braves back in the day, right, with Maddox, Smoltz, and Glavin and say, well, they had that and their bats cost them more championships because they didn't have enough offense in the playoffs. And that's what killed them. They got one, but they never got more than one because they didn't have enough offense. Now, here with this team here, does Luis Castillo put you in a position to go to the World Series? I don't know. But I do know this. He gives you a much better chance of going than adding Benintendi or some of these other cats that are going to be available at the deadline. That pitcher gives you more of a chance to push through the playoffs and get to the World Series than any bat you're probably going to acquire at this point. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. We'll see who's on board with me, and we'll see who's just uh, going to say, no, 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 got to have a bat. We don't need another pitcher. Our pitching is great. I think you have a chance to dominate in a category right now in the postseason, and it's the most important category that you would want to dominate in, and that's pitching. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Again, lakeland.edu slash get started. All right, so we're talking about Luis Castillo. Apparently everybody in baseball that's a contender is in on Luis Castillo at this point. Uh, And simply just asking you, would you make a move for Luis Castillo right now? Uh, instead of, say, a bat. Now, again, you're going to have to give up significantly more for Luis Castillo, the stud pitcher from the Cincinnati Reds, because you have him under team control through all of 2023. That's the last year of arbitration for him. So him and Hayter, then, after next year, would simply walk into free agency and be gone, because you can't afford either one of them. But you'd have one last huge push for the remainder of this year and all of next year to try and figure this out. Then, if you don't want to keep Hater for next year, if you want to move on from Hater in the offseason, you can resupply your farm system or acquire in a, a, a pretty significant bat maybe in the offseason in exchange for Josh Hader to add to this offense. And then that bullpen still is Devin Williams and Boxberger uh, and Ashby probably in that bullpen uh, going into next season. And then that starting rotation as well as the playoffs, Burns, Woodruff, Castillo, Peralta, uh, and probably Lauer. And then you could trade Hauser or do whatever you want with Hauser. I'm not even sure of his contract situation. But 
That, to me, makes all the sense in the world. What about you? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. I was talking about in the last break about Luis Urias. Um, and I talked about in the fact uh, in the past about getting rid of Colton Wong. Remember, I had said, hey, you know, would you maybe uh, you know consider trading Colton Wong and moving Urias to second base? And I got flack from everybody on Twitter about that. Why would you trade Colton Wong? How dare you, Sparky? Okay. So Michael Skarzewski uh, tweeted this up. Luis Urias and Colton Wong are not having great offensive years. And to make matters worse, Wong, a two-time Gold Glove Award winner, is ranked 267th of 268 defenders. Rated by StatCast outs. Outs above average metric at minus 9. Urias is 256th at minus 6. Yikes. That hits me deep, considering I finished second to last in the state golf tournament in 2012. That's kind of how I relate to that news. How do you go from being a gold glove winner to being the second worst defender in all of baseball? How is that possible? How? And there was some nonsense earlier in the year about a new glove or some craziness, whatever it was. Dude, that's horrible. So, again... I go back to what I was saying before. If I have to include Wong, or if I have to include Urias, which I'm sure there are still GMs out there and scouts out there that salivate at Urias when he's going well. And look at him from last year and go, oh boy, he's going to be something. Sure, there are people around baseball that will love him. So if it ends up being Urias and Ethan Small... And Garrett Mitchell and somebody else, whoever it else that ends up being, to get Luis Castillo, you do it. And you don't think twice. Because not only does it set you up for this year, it sets you up for next year. And now we talk about going all in, an all in move to try and win it. That's an all in move to try and win it in my mind. Mike in West Dallas, you're up first on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Mike, would you go for it and trade for Luis Castillo, the stud pitcher from the Reds? Uh, so so I got two questions for you, Sparky. I, I personally would rather have a big bat, uh, but let me ask you two questions. What's the biggest weakness on this Brewers team right now? Is it offense or is it de- uh, pitching? It's offense. Easy. No okay. question. Okay. Right. Okay. But the problem is there's not a big bat available. The Josh best Bell. bat available, Josh, Josh Young. Josh Bell is 100 years old. Josh Bell could hit a wall tomorrow and hit 215 what? the rest of the year. He's, he's, he's been around forever. He's he's 29 years old. He's hitting 304. I know what he's hitting with the Nationals. I know. I understand. Yeah, so, so, so then Rowdy Tellez then goes to the bench, I'm assuming? No, he goes to the DH. Then McCutcheon goes to the bench. Yeah, what's McCutcheon giving you? A 250 slap hitter? Does well, that he really was hitting 315 in June. I don't know what his July numbers look like. Okay, but, but either bottom way. Line, but bottom line, who's going to make a bigger impact? Luis Castillo, le- every day a, of the week. A legit three hitter or a fourth pitcher? No. Come on. You're, 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 you're short. Your short coming on Luis Castillo is ridiculous. He's probably the second best pitcher in the rotation upon the trade in front of Woodruff. Okay, so Sparky, what has pitching and defense gotten you the last couple years in the playoffs? A big fat zero. They need offense. But there's no again. You think Josh Young or Josh Bell is Babe Ruth, and that's fine. He's, he's not that. He, I don't care if he's hitting three hundred. You can tell me that till the cows come home. He's not going to make a big enough difference in this lineup to change anything. I just don't think he is. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he'll go somewhere and he'll be the MVP of the second half and be a world beater. But there are two or three bats away. One bat is not going to fix this thing. It's just not. Well, I I, I disagree with you. So you think they're one bat away from being a World Series team? Well, I I don't know if they're one bat away, but it would certainly help having a legit batter that you the other team's pitching staff has to contend with. I mean, right now there's nobody that they're scared of in the Brewers lineup, and I think they would I, they would fear Josh Bell as long as he continues to hit this way the rest of the season. You think pitchers fear Josh Bell, really? Look at his numbers, Sparky. I know what his numbers are, man. I know the dude, though, man. I'm sorry. He's had a great first half, and that's fine. I mean, I've seen great halves before in other sports, and then reality hits, and they come back down to earth. Willie Adamas was a world beater last year. What's Willie Adamas right now? I mean, Willie Adamas got hot when he got here for half a season. All I'm saying is, what we look at this dude, Josh Bell, am I convinced that's who this dude is? 
I know Luis Castillo is who Luis Castillo is right now. I don't got to be sold on him. This dude's had a half of baseball. That's why I, I'm skeptical of this whole thing. Thanks for the call. That's all. Maybe he'll play this well the rest of the way out. I'm just, I don't know. Josh Bell doesn't do anything for me. Last 15 games for McCutcheon, by the way, his splits have him hitting 290 with a 353 on base percentage, 18 hits, 10 strikeouts. Okay, and that's with him playing in the field while Tyrone Taylor's been out. Correct. And that's not like he's just DHing and sitting there swinging the bat every four days. He's got to go through, do all that as well. Again, like everybody's going to have their own thing. Nobody's right. No, nobody's going to be right or wrong. This is just opinion. So he thinks Josh Bell's a bigger factor than Luis Castillo. That's fine. I mean, I can get down with that. I, I've got, if that's what he wants to go with, that's fine. We're just going to disagree at this point. Um. So I'm, I'm going to bring up Josh Bell's uh, numbers here. Let's look at Josh Bell here uh, for a second. 29 years old, uh, as was brought up. Josh Bell in July is hitting 200 with a 273 on base percentage and 375 slugging. 200 in 48 bats. He is 8 for 40 uh, currently in the month of July. And again, we're not even halfway through the July. We're only 10 days in, so we'll see. Uh, let's see. In the month of June, he was unconscious. 358, 447 on base, and 695 slugging. So that's 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 unconscious. Month of May, he hit 252, a 317 on base percentage. In the month of April, he hit 365 with a 460 on base percentage. So let me see if I got this right. He was red hot in April. Came back down to earth for May, got red hot in June, and now has crashed and burned in July to this point. And Do you really this, want to rely on that in the postseason? That's all I'm saying, man. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I followed this dude since he's been in Pittsburgh. I'm just not sold that he is going to be the guy that's going to fix all of this. I'm more sold that Luis Castillo, who has a better track record than he does, of coming in and being a difference maker. And again... That bullpen, if you decide to go with three in the playoffs, if that's what you decide to do, and now you can put Ashby and Peralta in that bullpen with Hader, with Boxberger, with Devin Williams, yeah, you're right. They may only score three runs, and you may have to win games 3-2-3-1. But you've got yourself in an unbelievable situation at this point. Let's take it a step further. Let's say... You get Luis Castillo, you hold on to Hader, you play out the season. Now you get to the offseason. And you determine that you still can't get any offense. And you go into the season with what you have. Injury here, injury there, doesn't go so well. You're at the deadline, you're 500, you're really not a team to contend with. Guess what? You can turn around and trade Castillo for a boatload of prospects. You can turn around and trade Josh Hader for a boatload of prospects and still come out of this smelling like a rose as far as restocking your farm system to get ready to move forward. So you can still get what you want out of this. Josh Bell? That's just going to be done when it's done. That's all that is. You're going to get nothing on the other side of this if it doesn't work out other than disappointment. So, yes, I guess I'm lobbying hard uh, more for a, a pitcher than I am for, uh, say, you know, one of these hitters that we're talking about at this point. Here are some of the tweets coming in. Coach T uh, says, couldn't agree more uh, with this. You can never have enough pitching. Just don't know that they have enough to get it done, especially since he's not a rental. Castillo is not a rental. But. Taking Hauser out of the rotation and putting Castillo in sure looks good to me. And maybe you give him Hauser or, or Lauer as part of that deal, too. Maybe one of those guys uh, goes back. Warrior Poet tweets at 1250 AM, the fam. So if the choice is to add one bat or one stud pitcher, pitcher probably has more of an impact than only adding one bat, because truthfully, we need more than one. And that one bat will probably be hitting around 230 with potential for power, Gallo, question mark. Good God, I don't want Joey Gallo. No. But, but but again, that's a guy that is definitely going to be out there that you can talk about without question. Uh, not a CFA uh, tweets at Sparky Radio. You add a legit number three or four to the lineup. It not only makes the rest of the offense better, 
but it makes uh, the already great pitching even better because they know they don't have to be perfect. Hmm. Let's go to uh, Mitchell Skrzyski, who we tweeted of I read his tweet earlier. He now is in. He says you add Castillo and Drury, and now again, now that's a bat. So now you're going to get a pitcher and a bat. But that also means the package of what you're going to have to give up also gets much larger. So we were talking about Jackson Cheerio, who is rising through the the ranks, and he's up to, what, the top 35 or whatever and 18 years old, uh, and he's in the Futures game. So you're not going to trade him. Okay, so let, let's move on from that. But outside of that, who else really down there are you saying you can't touch? Joey Weimer, maybe? Okay, maybe Joey Weimer. But the rest of them, I mean, um, Freilich or whatever his name is, I mean, he's okay, but he's more of a slap hitter. He's not a power guy by any stretch of the imagination. If they trade him, am I heart going to be broken? No. Um, Garrett Mitchell, if they decide to give up on him and move on, is my heart going to be broken? No. Uh, Ethan Small, no, fine, go ahead and move on. I mean, Black, that second baseman, Tyler Black, I think is his name. That's another guy that's uh, on the rise that people like. Maybe maybe you give up on him and you trade him in a deal, put him in the package. Like, I'm just not tied to anybody in this farm system, I guess is what I'm telling you. There really isn't more than one or two guys where I was like, yep, can't give them up. They want to do give up six, seven prospects to get two guys. Go for it. Do what you got to do. Put your chips all in and go for this thing if that's what, what you really are trying to get done here, and that's why you decide to keep Hater. Looking over the numbers for Brandon Drury this season with the Reds. Nothing special. Yeah, it's uh, 277, 70 strikeouts, which I don't like. Highest slugging percentage of his career so far this season at a 540, 80 hits in uh, 289 at-bats. Pedestrian. See, and that's, that's the thing to me. That pedestrian number is better than anybody in our lineup. Very true. <laughs> I mean, you can say what you want. Ah, pedestrian. But on this Brewers team, he's the best hitter. 270-something best hitter on this team. If right? we do win the World Series, and I'm not saying that we will or won't. Oh, I don't know. But if we do somehow, it is going to be very amusing to go back and listen to the entire season of takes. And it's just, we'll be saying in five years, how did we do that with the offense we had? I'll never be able to answer it. Right. Hey, uh, really quickly, before we uh, get to a break here in a little bit, I wanted to pass along some news I was following about Josh Hader, who we were talking about a while ago. Uh, He will not be participating in the All-Star game. If you were expecting to see him pitch, that will not be the case. So let me say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Devin Williams will replace him then, because Devin Williams should have been in. Actually, it'll be Carlos Radon from the San Francisco Giants. So uh, I was following along with this while we were talking because there have been some updates to what I originally told you in the last break. So MLB Communications had tweeted out a statement that uh, because Bryce Harper was going to be was injured, Garrett Cooper will be filling in his All Star Game spot. Former Brewer. And Carlos Rodon will be filling in for Hater. Now the PR tweet from MLB erroneously said that Hader was on the bereavement list. Kurt Hogue, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and Adam McCalvey, MLB.com, following up with the Brewers, they say he is not, in fact, on the bereavement list, but he will not be in the All-Star game due to what they are saying are family responsibilities. Come again? Family responsibilities is the official wordage from the Brewers. Didn't he just have a kid? Mm-hmm. So he wants to spend time with his baby. What's wrong I would with that? assume so. Just, just say that. Like, I'm not coming. I mean, in the Pro Bowl, half the guys don't show up anyhow. Oh, yeah, not coming. My ankle don't feel so well. Or I just don't want to play the Pro Bowl. I'm not coming. They do it all the time in football. Just, I don't want to play in your All-Star game. I'm just going to stay home with my baby and have some baby time. Man, I don't, what's wrong with that? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Not whatsoever. Gary Cooper, you brought up. Mm-hmm. From the Marlins, former Brewer uh, prospect back in the day. He's hitting 299 with a 367 on base percentage, seven homers, and 40 RBIs as Garrett Cooper. He was once in the Brewers' farm system. Yes, he was. Uh, and that's just, again, first baseman. Would you rather have Garrett Cooper or Rowdy Tellets? Are you and, asking me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Mm. Everybody's going to say Roddy Tellis because you love him. But he, he's got more production. Now, again, and that's not in fairness. Now, to be fair, that's only in 41 games for Cooper, to, to, to be fair. 
So just to to clarify, um, I think that's only in 41 games, unless I'm looking at this wrong. Uh, oh, no, some of those. No, I read it wrong. So he's got 41 games at first base, 34 games at the DH. So he's played a full season, but he's been rotating between DH and first base. But there, there you go. There's another name for you. He's 31 years old. So you talk about Josh Bell, go get him. Well, fine. Then you can bring back a former guy in Gary Cooper if you want uh, and do the exact same thing that you're asking uh, Josh Bell to do at this point. Now, I don't know what Garrett Cooper's splits look like. Let's do it because I did it to Josh Bell. So let's see if he's as up and down as Josh Bell is uh, for stats as far as uh, what his month-by-month uh, month looks like uh, for this year with the Marlins. Because Wichamacallitz was all over the place. Josh Bell. Josh Bell. Okay, so let's see here. April for Garrett Cooper. 259, 377 on base, 379 slugging. Get to May. He gets better. 289, 350 on base, 456 slugging. We get to June. 378 uh, batting average, 418 on base, 511 slugging. Uh, and now this month, like Josh Bell, struggling a buck 94 268 472 so pretty much i mean for the most part um rather similar the only difference is bell had a huge april cooper didn't but he gradually got better they both had gigantic junes that put their numbers where they are and now they both have fallen back in the month of july and haven't played as well and that's the other thing that to consider here right if you're a general manager uh, or a president of a baseball organization. How much do you put into recent success of a player before you trade for him, right? So if you trade for a guy on August 1st or August 2nd, and the guy's coming off a horrible month of July, but hey, the other three months he looked pretty good, are you still willing to make that deal and be as as willing to offer up? Versus if in the month of July, dude's hitting 350 and is on fire, I would imagine that plays into it. Recency bias. It's a dangerous yes, game. Absolutely. But I think it plays. I think it plays across everywhere. Like, I think it plays for GMs as far as how well your team is playing, how well you think they can do in the playoffs based on how they play the last couple of weeks going into the trade deadline. That then tells you how much you're really willing to give up. For instance, if the St. Louis Cardinals continue to stink and the Brewers continue to stink, Going into the trade deadline over the next two weeks, are they both going to be willing to give up as much to quote-unquote go for it if they both haven't been playing well for like four weeks? I doubt it. I highly doubt it. But if one or both get hot here and start picking up some Ws in the next couple of weeks going towards the trade deadline, then I think they both could be pretty active on being buyers because they'll both be more convinced that their team can do this in the second half. And the one thing that's bothered the Brewers has been injuries. And Renfro is hopefully going to be back in this giant series. So that will be a nice little addition. Tyrone Taylor is going to be back. So now you're going to start to get your offense back together. And then if they can stay healthy enough to play together for a while, you can finally see what this offense looks like healthy, you know, one through nine, uh, day in and day out. Because you really haven't had a chance to see it to this point. That's the other thing. If the Brewers believe that their offense will work just fine when healthy, it's another reason to point to Luis Castillo and say, this makes sense. Let's go for it, quote-unquote, and go get us Luis Castillo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sparky's Midday Man is presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. We broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. As you know, we had Tim Dillard on earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show. And I brought this up to Dillard. Uh, this question that we're talking about right now uh, and just brought up the fact of, you know, we're, everybody's talking about going and getting at bats uh, at this point, which makes sense. But why not go the other way and add a stud pitcher that everybody's in on at this point, trying to get Luis Castillo, stud pitcher from the Reds, his last three outings, six innings, five hits, three walks, 11 strikeouts. Then the next outing, seven innings, six hits, one run. That was on a home run. A walk, six strikeouts. Then his last outing uh, against Tampa, on the outing before that was the Braves, seven innings, four hits, one run, one earn, one walk, eight strikeouts. That's the last three outings uh, for Luis Castillo. Again, all wins for the Reds against the Cubs, Braves, uh, and Tampa Bay Rays. So anyway, so we bring up to Tim Dillard the fact that everybody's talking about hitting, but why not go get a young stud pitcher like maybe a Luis Castillo uh, and try and kind of dominate that pitching category going into the postseason? I think that's a very real possibility because, all, all honesty, they probably feel like they have enough bats when everyone's healthy. The problem is, I, I mean, the core of this team hasn't all been healthy at the same time past April. You know, you're always missing a piece or two. So if they can get that going, it may be a real possibility. They're like, you know what, let's get rid of a couple of bullpen pieces or prospects or whatever it takes to get a stud starter or a, just a stud middleman to get to that back end of the rotation. So, I mean, that, yeah, that's a double down on the fact that, hey, we score a couple runs, we're going to win this game. That's a that's very real possibility. Tim, we got only two minutes. Another quick question. Who is closer to being back to form? Uh, I would guess Lauer at this point, between Lauer and Hauser. And he answered, uh, I will tell you how he answered. He answered with uh, Eric Lauer. And Lauer pitched uh, fairly well his last outing. Um, so Hauser would be the guy that would end up going to the bullpen. That that would make the most sense. So your four then is Burns, Woodruff. Uh, actually, I, I think Castillo would go in front of Woodruff, but who knows how they'll do it. But Burns, Woodruff, Castillo for sure in front of Peralta. Peralta and then Eric Lauer uh, as your fifth guy uh, at this point. And again, Castillo would be under control uh, through 2023. So this would not be a rental situation where you would only get him for the second half of the year, giving up all these prospects, and then he heads to free agency. So it's not a Sabathia deal. It's a Grinky deal. Think about it that way. And we talked about all they gave up for Grinky when they made that deal with Kansas City, and that deal set up Kansas City to go to a couple World Series because that kind of helped form the core of their team. So you may end up doing that for the Cincinnati Reds. The difference? Didn't care about the Royals. They were in the AL. Here, if these guys work out, uh, that these prospects that you trade, it could come back and bite you. It absolutely could. And you may have to be like, oh, man, these dudes, we had them. We gave them up for Castile. We never even went to a World Series. It wasn't even worth it. Sure. Because I know there were some of you out there that were still mad about the Grinky trade all those years later when they were in two World Series and you never got to see your team go to the World Series with Grinky and thought that was a horrible trade. A lot of that was going on back then. That, oh, man. Now, the Sabathia trade, nobody really killed you in that deal. LaPorta retired early. Brantley ended up being the best player in that deal, and Brantley was a player to be named later, Michael Brantley. And he's still playing uh, in the big leagues all these years later. So nobody was really mad about that one. But the Royals deal, a lot of people uh, were mad about that deal and how that whole thing uh, played out for certain uh, in that one. Uh, okay, it's a quick time. I'll come back on the other side. Toby Altizer. I want to see what Toby Altizer thinks about this idea of going after uh, Luis Castillo uh, and trying to land him with his Brewers team. And, you know, how much are you willing to give up? I've said, I'm fine giving up Urias, giving up Ethan Small, giving up Garrett Mitchell, uh, another prospect or two, whatever you got to do to get Castillo. Uh, another person tweeted in, get Drury and Castillo. Fine. Now you're giving up even more to go along with it. So now maybe it's Urias, Hauser, Small, Mitchell, 
and Sal Fralick or something. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever you want to do. You put together that type of deal to, again, quote-unquote, go for it uh, at that point. And that would be a go-for-it move. Everybody in baseball would be turning their eyes over to the Milwaukee Brewers and going, holy crap, they're back in this thing. Because right now, they're behind the top three. I think we all agree, right? They're behind the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Braves. Make that deal or some form of that deal, and I think you're right back in the conversation again. Toby Altizer next as he's doing the Fan Afternoon Show this week. Welcome in. Sparks Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals on 1250 AM. The Fan, as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University studio, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Some guy, Rich, uh, tweeted at uh, me at Sparky Radio because NBA Central, you follow that Twitter account? Mm-hmm. Yeah. NBA Central. Uh, they tweeted out a story. Andre Iguodala says Rashid Wallace would be a top five player in today's <laughs> NBA. He'd be better than Giannis is the quote. I quote tweeted it and said, oh, stop. Hashtag Bucks. And this dude, I don't know if he's a Pistons fan or what his deal is. He works for rock tournaments, I guess. Uh, Rich Wanta uh, tweets, okay, what qualifies you as an expert? My reply was expert? Ha ha ha. Certainly not. I'm not an expert. I'm just telling you what my eyes have watched Rasheed Wallace play and my eyes have watched Giannis play. I use my brain to correlate the two, and there is no way Rasheed Wallace is Giannis. I'm surprised that a current player like Iguodala would say something like that. Jeez. Usually it's all, all these the, old guys, Usually man. it's all the old guys. He like is Charles an old Oakley, guy. But he's still playing. Like He, he is, played against yes, Giannis. You're like, right. A lot of the guys that haven't played against Giannis will say all these yes, things because they, for whatever reason, still don't respect the fact that he doesn't have a jumper or whatever. Right. And a lot of the modern guys will say it, but when they go out and do these things, they're like, yeah, Giannis is great. Right. Now you got... Modern dudes, modern dudes, older modern dude, but still a modern dude, dude now saying this. Just, Come on. It's just all the same stuff, man. Giannis ain't like them. Giannis didn't go through all the stuff they went through. None of that stuff. So there's just, it's just, you know, he didn't roll through the AEU circuit. He didn't do everything all these other guys had to do. And he's not your traditional big guy, right? No, he's I mean, not. Rasheed Wallace has the jumper. And he had a jumper the majority of his career. That's great, but doesn't mean yeah. he's going to be better than Giannis. I agree. You're going to score 28 a game if you're Rasheed Wallace? Because he's not scoring 28 a game no. nowadays. No. Giannis does that with ease. Right. And then in the playoffs, he turns it to another level. You don't have to argue with me. I'm with you. I'm just telling you that dude I, was I, like, I just, oh, it makes you an expert. So obviously he loves Rasheed Wallace or something. I, I really know, don't know. But either way, I thought it was a ludicrous statement. But yeah, that, that's what I say. All right, uh, so let me ask you this. Uh, before we get to what's coming up on the Fan Afternoon Show. So... Luis Castillo is out there. Mm-hmm. Everybody and their mama is in trying to get Luis Castillo from the Reds. Drury's also on the same team, which would be a bat that can help you uh, from that instance. But the question I had asked before the jury thing came up from a listener was just would you go and try and get Luis Castillo? Instead of worrying about a bat and all this other stuff, let's just go get a stud pitcher. Then when you get to the playoffs, if you decide you're going to go with three starters in the playoff series, Peralta's now in the bullpen. Ashby's in the bullpen with Boxberger, with Williams, with Hayter, and you are unbelievable at that point with what you can do going forward, and you still have them for 2023. So if something goes sideways next year, let's say in the beginning of the year, you then have the opportunity to trade Hayter at the deadline mm-hmm. and trade Castillo at the deadline, recoup a whole bunch of prospects, and be fine at the end of the day. Yeah, I like that idea. I'm, I generally would say that um, you know majority of Brewers fans are going to say, go get a bat. But I've asked this question before, like, if you were to take Andrew McCutcheon out from the offseason and say you brought in a guy like Trevor Story and say he's going to be your DH, does that fix the offense? Not enough. Not really at all, honestly. like, So is bringing in one bat going to really change a whole lot? It might give you a little more pop in that lineup, but it's not going to do a whole lot because... I mean, I heard you talking about Josh Bell. Oh, that. I think he's a little better than what you were giving him credit for, but either way. I read the numbers. We went through the the month-by-month splits. Sure. He's hot and cold as they come. And Absolutely, he is. And if you bring him in, you're going to improve the lineup, but is it enough to make you think that this is going to go over to a World Series caliber? A majority of Brewers fans are still going to sit there and be frustrated with the offense. But if you can bolster the pitching staff, if we came in with the same pitching staff that we expected at the beginning of the year, I would have said no. But the pitching staff has not been as good as you expected. Hauser and Lauer fell off. So now you bring in Castillo, and it can be just as good as what we talked about at the beginning of the year. And like you said, if things go haywire for whatever reason, you can decide next year to say, let's move Castillo, let's get prospects, let's move Hader, let's get prospects. 
I think it's a smart move. I think it's I, worth it. I think it'd be worth it to go ahead and try and package as many as you want to bring Drury in too. Sure, because I'm fine I, with that. I don't think Brandon Drury is going to cost too too much. Oh, the add-on? No. So, no, but I mean, you're probably like I said earlier, and maybe it's still not enough. But Urias, uh, Hauser, Ethan Small, Garrett Mitchell, Sal Fralick, whatever, any combination of any of those guys, I'm totally. I'm fine willing with. to trade anyone. Churio included. No. I, I would I, trade Churio. I'm not trading him, and I think I want to hold on to Joey Weimer. Those See, I'd two. rather hold on Freelick instead of Weimer. He's a slap here. He's got no power. He's going to be a nice average contact hitter, and, and that's fine, but I don't know. I'd rather have someone that actually hits for average. I know. For power. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Everyone I on do. the Brewers right now hits for power with no average. I, I know. I understand. I, I still like my power, man. I'm still one of those guys that like power. I'd like 275 in power. For sure, because it was funny because Adam read Drury's numbers and he's like, oh, he's hitting like 277, da 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 He's like, so pretty pedestrian. I'm like, <laughs> on this team, he'd be the best hitter. By 20 points, yes, too. Yes, <laughs> he'd be the best damn hitter. So you get a great pitcher and you would get the best hitter on your team in that deal. And as I said earlier, guess what? Dodgers don't get Castillo. Braves don't get him. Mets are interested. What the hell do the well, Mets need him for? And if the Mets don't get him, I mean, that's a win-win there. If there was ever a time for you to move prospects and outfielders, it's right now. Five of the Brewers' top ten prospects yes. are outfielders. So and move now they're some projected to possibly take another college bat mm-hmm. outfielder in the upcoming draft. So move some of those guys. Yes. You create some room. There's no way that all those guys are going to come up and play on the Gray same team Gray is anyway. another outfielder that's uh, on their top ten, top fifteen prospects. You could trade him, Joe Gray. That's yeah. another guy. So do whatever you have to do to bring that in. I agree. I think uh, that would make a lot of sense. You and I agree quite a bit. Okay, good. All right, what do you got? Coming up on today's afternoon show, we're going to talk about the Bucks offseason. We were going to talk about that yesterday, but got wrapped up in Brewers discussion. So we'll talk about that. What grade would you give them for this offseason? Also, saw that you guys talked about this on the big show with Aaron Jones being ranked ninth. I want to talk about his role for the Packers coming up this season and if there needs to be a change there, if he needs to touch the ball a little bit more. We'll look at that. Bart will join the show coming up at 4.30. Bob Herrig from SI Love Golf Writer. He's going to come fan. up at 5. I'm excited to talk to him. Did you see the tweet um, that he put out uh, this morning? It was a quote tweet from somebody else, and it was somebody asking Tiger Woods about retirement. Mm-hmm. And Tiger just started laughing and pretty mm-hmm. much said, dude, I'm not retiring. What mm-hmm. are you talking about? I'm not going to play as many tournaments, but I'm certainly not going to retire at this point. My thing is... Like, do you think he has a really good grasp of where he is right now physically and how much he can really compete? I think he does. I feel like he thinks like he's got a window of, you know, maybe three to five years Mm -hmm. or something like that to go try and win another championship or two. And I'll be honest, I I don't I don't know if there is a window anymore. See, I don't think he can ever win another major because I think those are just too difficult. But I want him to win one more golf tournament. Cause just everyone, any golf tournament. Everyone focuses on the record with Jack, right? 18 yes. majors, he's at 15. Because you're trying to be the greatest of he's all time, so that's 82. the record. He's tied at 82. Most PGA Tour wins or most tour wins, whatever the Nobody talks criteria. about that. He's tied at 82 with Sam Snead for most ever. I understand. Get to 83, man. Yeah, get to 83, get past Sam Snead, but the people are going to hold Jack the Jack thing over him forever. That's fine. It's not going to matter. That's fine, and there's so much what if with Tiger, but I'm telling you, Sparky, usually with golf tournaments, I, I want to be there, but it's like, all right, whatever. you know. It's And uh, when Augusta rolls around, I'm jealous that everyone's at the Masters. You ever been there? I've never been. Never been, okay. This tournament at St. Andrews this week, I've never had FOMO so bad for a golf tournament. Really? Oh, I just want to be there so bad. What? What? What is? Because it's St. Andrews. It's St. Andrews, but just the environment. Like uh, I saw different clips of you have to like tell people to stop because you're just walking across the fairway between one and eighteen because it's just like a public park. They're walking their dogs. And, and, what? Yeah, St. Andrews. You can and Tigers talks people about are it. walking their dogs. You just walking their dogs. Just an everyday uh, whatever in St. Andrews. And Tiger said he stayed at the Old Course Hotel and he'll go out and putt on whatever green he decides at like 9 p.m. in the evening. Oh, my goodness. Like, the home of golf, all that stuff. This sounds golf, awesome. It sounds incredible. I had not heard that stuff. That yeah, sounds really cool. It looks cool. awesome. All right, uh, good. So uh, what else you got coming up? Anything else? Uh, that's pretty much it. We'll do some draft mockery. What, are we, what, what is come, it today? I don't know what we're going to come up with. Can I come up with it today? Yeah, what do you got? I don't know. Let me think about it. I'll have it by Great 3. Great answer. I'll have it by 3.30. 
All right. No, I just wanted to see if I if you let me come up with it. If yeah. he's got something in his head, no, I don't want to steal no, it. Bart's going to join us. No so you can, you can <laughs> yeah. tailor it to Bart if you want. Bart's on today? Yeah. Huh. All right, good. That's good to know. It's good information. <laughs> I'll have it by 3.30. Sounds good. Half hour. He is Toby Altizer. Fan Afternoon Show next here on 1250 AM The Fan. Have a good one. Toodles. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 